You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus, who bounces off a of one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Bumpus looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, NASA Chuby. Welcome into another edition of Hawk Talk. The Seahawks getting ready to take on the Carolina Panthers at Lumen Field this Sunday. Hawks coming off a big win over the Detroit Lions, making their record one and one. But before we jump into those Panthers, want to give you a quick little update from head coach Pete Carroll. Little injury updates just fresh off the podium. Good news on most fronts. Reek Woolen, unfortunately, though, is pretty sore. He's not going to practice today, and it's going to be a tough recovery or crazy recovery for him to make it back on Sunday. But Coach said there will be no IR considerations, so that's good. Whatever he's dealing with, he should be able to come back pretty soon. Then you got Boye Mafe and Devin Bush. Both should be back and ready to go on Sunday, which is a good sign. And DK Metcalf is also okay. I know he banged up on Sunday on that catch right by the goal line. So he should be good to go on Sunday. And the one really unfortunate news today is Mike Morris is going to IR, needs shoulder surgery. He's going to be done for the season, which is a tough pill to swallow bump. We were just talking to him on our show on Hawks Live, and it's it's sad to see that kid going to IR. Yeah, man, he was feeling good about his game, about his role on this team. Uh, But that's the business, man. You never really know. That's why you have backups and uh, hope he uh, gets healthy. But, yeah, sad, sad to see and obviously we're still waiting to see on the tackles, but um, Abe Lucas we know is going to be on IR for four weeks, so we'll see about Cross. But uh, could be worse news, obviously. I'm happy to hear that Rico Wollen is not seriously hurt and that uh, DK and Bafe and Bush should be back. So let's waste no more time. Let's get into who we're playing, the Carolina Panthers. What's on tap? Carolina Panthers 0-2, last place in the NFC South bump. They lost 24-10 to the Atlanta Falcons and lost this past Monday night 20-17 to the New Orleans Saints. And it's uh, it's been a slow start for the Bryce Young era bump. Um, two divisional games to start the season. Panthers have only scored two touchdowns in a total of 27 points. Bump, what did you see from the Panthers in the Saints on Monday night? Oh uh, man, it was a it was a slow start. It was a sloppy game, and at halftime it was six to three. The Saints had the lead, but in the first half, yeah, six punt, punts, he had three field goals and two turnovers. Not looking good for both sides of the ball. Um, after the Panthers tied the game at six, the Saints put together their best drive of the game. They went ten plays, seventy five yards, paying off with a two yard touchdown by Tony Jones Jr., making the score thirteen to six. Um, that was set up by one yard, one handed catch by the talented. Chris Olave, man, this guy looks good. I don't think he gets enough attention out here out west, I think. Olave's a good ball player. Yeah, no, he's really good. I mean, it, I would hate to say this. I don't even want to mention, mention my former intern, Nishan Kandapudi, who's a big Kandapudi. Ohio State guy. And no, man, they're, they are receiver you right now, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Olave, Harris, um, Marvin Harrison's kid. I mean, it's they're, they're legit, and Olave's a good player. Yeah, man, Olave is dope. I uh, love to see him do his thing. Um, and I, I like his um, – I listen to him speak after the game, and it's just the way he handles himself and all that is good to go, too. 
So then after that, two drives later, the Panthers would have to settle for a field goal after standing or stalling out on the red zone, making, this, making it a four-point game. Then the Saints would answer on the ensuing drive with a six-play, 79-yard drive in two minutes, ending with a Torrey Jones touchdown, thanks to a 45-yard completion to Rashid Shahid from Derek Carr. And that catch was nice. Woo. Up the sideline, hands. It was beautiful, man. He looks natural out there. Yeah, man. Uh, whew. Uh, you know, he's a good player, first of all. And Derek yeah. Carr, kind of been a slow start in New Orleans. I'm not really sure what to see. I think that's a good move for them overall. Um, they've started really slow this year, but there were some really good plays by him. And then when you get, when you get into Bryce Young, bump, he finally, finally gets them into the end zone with 11 plays, 75-yard drive, connecting with former Vikings receiver Adam Thielen for a three-yard touchdown. I forgot he was there, Bump. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I did, too. I, I did, too. I seen him on Monday night. And I'm like, man. And then I forget he's been in the league for a decade been in league for 10 years and it we'll see about how this didn't ends up in carolina but yeah he did that and then he caught the two-point conversion made a 2017 game with 116 left in the fourth quarter the saints however would recover the onside kick and seal the game up with a couple knees bryce young finished the game 22 of 33 153 yards one touchdown lost a fumble and was sacked four times miles sanders held the 43 yards on 14 carries in thielen who we we're just talking about led them in receiving with 54 yards on seven receptions. Bump, this offense, I mean, I'll be straight, has not been good to start the year. It, it's been kind of a, a struggle to watch, which could be good news for the Seahawks. Obviously, you don't take them lightly. They came into Lewin Field and won last year, Bump, but kind of a rough go for them offensively. Yeah, it, it was a rough go, and there was a play – where Bryce Young lined up over the guard to receive a snap, and Miles Sanders had to give him a little nudge, like, nah, rookie, you're in the wrong spot. That is the epitome of what this offense has been so far. But he's young. you yeah. know, He's a young quarterback, and I don't expect young quarterbacks to do much. Um, so I, I think we're going to talk about it. That's why when I hear that he ain't practicing and we might get Andy Dalton, I'm like, oh, dang, give me the rookie. You know, <laughs> I everybody, but give me the rookie instead. Yeah, man, I mean – Gosh, I, I don't know. We've had a couple quarterbacks, random ones, come in here and backups beat the Seahawks over the last couple of years, whether it was Colt McCoy, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. It was, uh, why am I blanking on a name? Huntley from Arizona. So Walford from L.A. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. So we, we got some wounds up here, Bump, man. Yeah, give me the rookie, please. Yes. Um, the other thing about them, they lost Shaq Thompson, former UW standout. He's done for the year, so that's a bummer for them. He's definitely a big guy in that locker room, a veteran leader. And then they already lost first-round pick J.C. Horn to a hamstring injury that landed him on IR. Horn's only played 18 of the possible 34 games in his career since being selected eighth overall. So they're a little dinged up, Bump. Um, when we look at this head-to-head comparison, you know, offensively, the Seahawks made a jump. Obviously, when you have a rough week one game, it's not going to look great. But they did make a jump. They're up to 25th in total offense, 26th in the rushing offense with 83 yards a game, 17th in pass offense and then 13th in points per game at 25 points. And then on the flip side, comparison, the Panthers, they have one of the worst offenses in the league, according to the statistics. Again, it's only been two weeks. They are 28th in total offense, 260 yards a game. They do run the Rock okay, 127 yards a game. That gets them ninth. Pass offense, they are 32. Bump, how many teams are in the NFL? It's about 32 of them, thanks. Yeah, so they are doing at the slowest clip at 133 yards a game. And then points per game, 13 and a half. That is tied for 30th. So on paper, the Panthers really struggle. We kind of alluded to it. They got some good players, but they're young. 
and they're going to struggle to score points. And I really hope the Seahawks can kind of keep that trend going because they're going to need to, especially with a rookie quarterback coming into a tough environment. Yeah, the Panthers can run the rock, you know, but the the Hawks have been good against the run this year, so we'll see how that works out. Um, their defense ain't bad, though. They're mm-hmm. only giving up 281 yards a game. That's eighth in the NFL. Their pass defense is really good, only giving about a buck 50 a game. That's fourth in the NFL. And rush defense, we'll see. That's why I really think that the Hawks can get going this week with the run because the Panthers are giving up 132 yards per game that is 25th in the nfl time of possession they possess the ball about 30 minutes a game they've been sacked six times to our three i like that ratio there and uh they both have one interception so it it's even in some areas it's off in other areas but as you and i know we do this podcast every single year around week four five you know you start getting real numbers on teams and, and what they can do but uh yeah you got a, a struggling rookie quarterback with a good run game let's see how, how the hawks handle it yeah, definitely on paper, it's, again, one of those, the difference a week can make. Now we're all of a sudden, if the Seahawks lost last week, most people would be feeling a lot differently. But looking at the Panthers team on paper, definitely looks like a matchup the Seahawks can win. But that's why they play the games. Unfortunately, that's a good segue into knowing the history. Know your history. The Seahawks lead the all-time series against the Panthers 10-5. to They're 8-4 and in the regular season and 2-1 and in the postseason. And these teams aren't in the same division, but they've kind of developed a little rivalry because they play each other so often. Since 2012, the Seahawks have played the Panthers 10 times. Unfortunately, yeah, man. And that includes last year, unfortunately. The Seahawks dropped a rough one, losing 30-24 to at home last December. For everything good that happened last season, this was that tough stretch bump. This was where the Seahawks lost, I believe, five or six games. And several of them at home. And this was rough from the jump. Geno Smith was intercepted on the Seahawks' first play from scrimmage. Panthers would score the next play. Then you add a punt. Snap your fingers before you know it. The Seahawks are down 17-0. They would make things interesting. They would you know, bring it to a 2014 game at the half. After a field goal to start the third quarter, you're thinking it's going to be okay. But then the Seahawks would punt on their next three drives, and the Panthers would take advantage with two drives, 70-plus yards, and two touchdowns. The Seahawks would score late, but it didn't really matter. And I mentioned earlier about those backup quarterbacks kind of causing problems for the Hawks over the year. Sam Darnold. He didn't really hurt the Seahawks, but he was he he was there to hand the ball off to what really hurt the Seahawks and was the Panthers run game. 223 yards on 46 carries. Obviously not what the Seahawks are looking for. And you alluded to it earlier. The Seahawks are stopping the run as one of the best in the league at doing that. So I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't feel like last year bump because that felt like death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, last year was tough, man. You had uh, uh, Hubbard, who had his best game of the year, 74 Mm -hmm. yards and one touchdown against the Seahawks and really didn't do much after that. So, uh, yeah, uh, we don't need that. Marquise Goodwin had a good day, 95 yards on five receptions, Tyler Lockett, and DK found the end zone as well. Uh, So last year was the first one over the Seahawks since 2016. We're hoping it's a lot better this time around. No question about it. No more wins at Lumen Field, please. But let's check in with the rest of the division. What's the word? Where my soldiers at? West side. Where my soldiers at? West side. And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West? On Hawk Talk. I tell you one thing, man. The Rams might be better than what we thought. They played a very good game against the 49ers. It was entertaining, man. 
Uh, first half of football was great, man. The combined score, excuse me, the, both teams combining to score on six of the seven possessions as the game was tied 17 to 17. I saw that on the big screen. I thought something's wrong. Fox or whoever aired that game got a little typo going on, but I was wrong, man. It was real. At the beginning of the fourth, it seemed like the 49ers to control the game. They went seven plays, 74 yards, ending with a Debo Samuel 11-yard touchdown. Made the score 27 to 17, but the Rams would answer with a field goal, uh, forced a three and out, and then getting the ball back, trailing 27 to 20 with five minutes left in the game. Uh, fortunately, Matthew Stafford he was intercepted, um, looking for Van Jefferson. They pretty much iced the game, but uh, both teams would add garbage time field goals, and that was kind of suspect. Garbage time field goals. Did you see the spread? The spread oh my was gosh. <laughs> They're kicking field goal. They're rushing to kick a field goal with 10 seconds left. I'm talking about the Rams. 10 seconds left. They're rushing to kick a field goal. The game is over when the field goal is kicked. Man, I don't know, dog. Is there the, the script? Is there a script? <laughs> the the, the script is out. Well, maybe it's something like, I don't know. They're just trying to, to work on procedure bump. Didn't get enough work in practice. Had to run the field goal unit on. I don't know, bump. I don't know. Uh, that looked kind of suspect to me, but, you know, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, Brock Purdy had a, a Jimmy G type of stat line. It was 17-25, 206, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he had a rushing touchdown. He took care of the football, but he missed a lot of receivers along the way. McCaffrey did what he had to do, uh, 116 yards on 20 carries and one touchdown. Debo had 101 yards total offense and a touchdown. On the Rams side, man, Puka Nakua. All right, they're going to have to start getting planning for this dude because he's for real. 15 receptions, 147 on 20 targets. I don't think I've ever had 20 targets in a game ever in my life. Good for him. Uh, he's a fifth-round pick, and uh, he's breaking records, man. And I, I like what he's doing. The question now is, is Cooper – oh, well, this was someone asking me, though. I, I thought it was foolish. They go, is Cooper Cup really that good at Puka Nakua is doing all this? I go, pump your brakes. He balled out in college. Triple crown winner. You don't just stumble across 1,900 yards. Teams are going to start adjusting for Puka here pretty soon. Yeah, Puka Nakua, the former uh, UW player, and went to BYU and got a little bit more burn and has obviously torn up two teams to start the year, but you're right. Come on now. That's silliness. The pride of Eastern Washington, are you talking about? Cooper Cup? No, yeah. man. He Listen, Puka's a good player, and yeah. yes, are his numbers inflated because he's getting 20 targets? Yeah, I'd hope you put up some numbers there, but... You're right. People are going to game plan for him, and it's going to be it'll be different moving forward. But what's crazy is how the 49ers beat them in nine straight matchups. That's nice. regular season, I will say, because if you're a Rams fan, you're going to say, "Hold on a minute, who won yep. the NFC Championship game?" Which is obviously the biggest of all those nine matchups. But still, it's hard to beat a team in your division nine times in a row. That's pretty wild. Elsewhere in the division, Giants at the Cardinals, and man, the way this game started, bump it looked like the New York Giants were never going to score a point this season. They were not only they got outscored 40 to nothing in week one against the Cowboys, and it was more of the same against the Cardinals that first half. Boom, they're down 20 to nothing at the half. Giants with just 81 yards of offense compared to the Cardinals 241. So just like we're talking about the Rams, I'm starting to think, well, maybe the Cardinals aren't as bad as we thought, too. Mm-hmm. Well, things started to change, um, but just to put a bow on New York's offensive woes, their first six quarters this year, at least by one measure, are the worst in NFL history. Giants gave up 60 points before Jones ran in a touchdown, the team's first points of the year. It was the third most points given up before scoring a touchdown since 1950. So I don't know what that means for the the Cowboys or what that means for the Cardinals because we don't know who the Giants are. And we still don't know who the Cardinals are because things got really bad in the second half. All Giants, they scored on every possession, four straight touchdowns. 
Meanwhile, the Cardinals, after a touchdown on their first possession in the second half, would not score a point on the next four drives. They had a chance with a game-winning drive at the end, got the ball back, tied at 28, five minutes left. They would go three and out, and Danny Dimes led an eight-play, 58-yard drive. Graham Gano kicks a field goal. They win. Dimes throws for over 300, two touchdowns, one interception. Joshua Dobbs, 21-31, 228, one touchdown. Dobbs is now 0-4 as a starter, and Jonathan Gannon is still seeking his first win in the National Football League. That's what's going on in the West. Let's get back to the team we're playing this week, the Carolina Panthers. Man up. Hey, who man's is this? Who man's is this? Man up, man up, man up, man up. Man up on Hawk Talk. All right, let's look at some of these matchups. The first one, we got to talk about the number one pick. He was number one pick, huh? The number one pick in the draft. I always get him and CJ because I didn't want it to, but... Bryce Young, man, he was the first pick in 2023, and uh, he won the Heisman Trophy. You win the Heisman Trophy in college football. You got high expectations on you coming into the league, but you also realize that you're a quarterback and you're going to struggle. But in 2021, man, he was 366 of 547, 4,800 yards, 47 touchdowns and seven interceptions. (laughs) Stupid, man. Those numbers are ridiculous. All right, throughout college, he had 8,357 yards, 80 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. The Panthers are off to an 0-2 start, but uh, it's, this is typical for a guy who's picked number one. According to ESPN, quarterbacks taken number one in the past 45 drafts are combined 94-206-2 in games they started in year one. Safe to say, if you draft a quarterback number one overall and you put him out there, expect to take some L's. Week one, took an L. It was 20 of 38, 147, one touchdown, two interceptions, sacked twice. Week two, took an L, 22 of 33, 153 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, getting better, okay, and sacked four times. So far in the year, he's completing 59% of his passes, 299 yards. We did that in a, in a game, Nass. Yeah. Two touchdowns, <laughs> two interceptions, one fumble loss, sacked six times. This is going to be hard in this guy, man. It's going to be tough. The Panthers are ranked. A 28th in the NFL in total offense. They're ranked 32nd in passing. The Seahawks are 31st in total defense and 30th against the pass. So if you look at the matchup on paper, like you mentioned earlier, you think it could be a tight game, and you never really know because this is the NFL. We don't sleep on nobody. No, we definitely do not, especially, you know, it didn't. When you watch the Seahawks game, maybe it's, I have a little bit of recency bias. Would you watch them last week? Because they took the ball away, because they're more aggressive, I felt like they played so much better defensively. And then you look at the box score and you go, dang, we still gave up a lot of yards. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, I don't know, it was kind of deceiving. I still felt like they were so much improved and they just looked better with how they did things. So I'm, I'm hoping for a, a better performance defensively and get after this rookie, man. Please. Bryce Young is a talented, the Heisman Trophy winner. You said it. He's a good football player. But right now, he's just trying to figure it out, Bump. Right now, he's still trying to get the play calls in on time. He's still Fight trying to life. <laughs> right. So get after <laughs> these boys, man. Come on. Channing Nwosu, go get after him. Daryl Taylor, Jaron Reed, Draymond Jones. I think I think they can make his life a tough one on Sunday. Flipping it to our side, the quarterback, Geno Smith. Man, did he have a good bounce back performance bump against the Lions? He became the first player in franchise history with 325 passing yards, two touchdown passes, and a 75% completion rate. 
So on this list, Geno is in prestigious company. Most games with 300-yard passing, 70% completion since 2022. He's had five of those games. Patrick Mahomes has had five, and there's four other players tied for three. So safe to say my man is doing it and doing it big. Happy to see him bounce back after kind of a fluky performance against the Rams because we know he has such a better resume than that, and, and it was good to see him bounce back. He also led his 11th game-winning drive in his 53rd career start. So he, he's doing it big, and I love to see Geno Smith on the season, 48 of 67, 71.6 completion percentage, 440 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, sacked three times. But he will have his hands full of bump. You alluded to it on a good defense by the Carolina Panthers. They're ranked fourth against the pass. And, you know, we'll see how Geno can exploit them with J.C. Horn out on IR. He picked off Geno Smith in last year's matchup. But they still have first-round pick C.J. Henderson and safeties Xavier Woods and Von Bell. They're a pretty hyped group coming out of training camp, so we'll see how Geno Smith can get after those guys. Yeah, man, Geno's going to have to uh, be with it. Man, it, that stat that you you just mentioned about 300 passing yards, 70% completion rate is wild to me because we know that the level that Geno, or excuse me, Pat Mahomes plays at, to see Geno up there with him is amazing, man. All right, let's talk about uh, the backfield, man. You got Miles Sanders over from Philly. You got Chuba. Is it Chuba or Chuba? Chuba Hubbard? I'm going to say Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. Let's go with Hubbard. Uh, Chuba? I don't know. Oklahoma State. Yeah, hey, C-Hub. C-Hub <laughs> back there. All right. Hey, for a long time, man, you looked at the Panthers and you thought about McCaffrey, his squad, him doing amazing things, 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing. He is no longer there, man. He was getting paid a lot of money. So uh, they signed Miles Sanders. On a four-year, $25 million contract, he's 26 years old. Um, his best year, he had 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. That was in 2022. Um, he had a, added another 132 yards on the ground and two touchdowns in Philadelphia's first two playoff games. So he he made the Pro Bowl. This guy can ball. He was a good part of that team last year, the Philadelphia Eagles, and what they wanted to do. Um, so you look at what he's done this year, 32 carries, 115 yards, no touchdowns in one fumble. It's only a matter of time before he gets going. And let's just make sure it's not this week. And you look at C-Hub. Um, he was a fourth-round pick out of Oklahoma State. He's done pretty good as the number two over two seasons. He has 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Again, had his best game against the Seahawks last year. Let's not repeat that. Are the Seahawks are looking to build off a of back-to-back solid games against the run. Can they do that this week? I think they can, but it's going to be um, a tough little goal. As a team, they're 13th in NFL, allowing only 97 yards per game. If they can keep that up, I like the chances for the Seahawks um, against the Panthers. However, while they are 13th in yards per game, and teams are running the ball against them at a high clip 67 times. That's the fifth most in the NFL. That means you have to defend the run. All right, Seahawks have to defend the run because teams are going to test them out and see if the stats are true and good to go. But I believe, man, I, I think that they are legit and they can continue to be good against the run. Yeah, I think it's not a fluke. I think I think what we've seen from them – in two games, I mean, you just laid it out. That that means that they're not only is there a high volume of carries against them, they're still stopping it. So I'm excited to see that it's not a fluke and have them to continue to show what they can do week in and week out. Now, bump flipping it to the defensive side for these Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns is a guy that we got to look at because he's a baller, dog. Just straight mm-hmm. up, he can play. He's coming off one of his best, best seasons of his career, the former first-round pick from – LSU 16th overall last year. He had 63 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, 17 TFLs, 22 QB hits, 
three passes defended, one forced fumble. He's now made the Pro Bowl in back-to-back seasons, and it was just one of three players, including Max Crosby and Miles Garrett, to record 12 sacks and 15 tackles for loss and 60 tackles in a season. So he does a lot of good stuff, man. I could go on and on about his stats right here. He's just a guy that, you know, the Seahawks need to account for pretty much on every single play. He picked up where he left off last season with nine tackles, two TFLs, and two sacks, one forced fumble through the first two games. So things are not going to get easier on the edges for the Seahawks offense, whether that's Stone Forsythe, Jake Curhan, running backs picking him up. They're going to have to account for where Brian Burns is at at all times. Yeah, point him out. Idea him because he's going to be <laughs> out there trying to make some plays. Um, a matchup I'm really looking forward to looking at, Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet versus the Panthers' front seven. Seahawks came into this game ranked 26 when it comes to running the football, averaging 83, 83.5 yards per game in the first two weeks. Um, I expect that to change. We haven't really seen Zach Charbonnet touch the ball a lot, only seven carries for 27 yards. And then we've seen a dose of Ken Walker. This hasn't been able to really break one yet. He's got 107 yards on 29 carries and two touchdowns. Uh, the Seahawks ran the ball 25 times last week, which is about where we want them to be. It's just we want a bit more explosives out of this whole deal. All right, so we expect Walker to come through. He's due for a 100-yard game. I expect Walker to get a hundo, and then all I need is Zach Charbonnet to get like five or six for 50 and an, an explosive run in there somewhere to keep defenses on their toes. Oh, for sure. I think they're absolutely due for a big game in with Charbonnet. I just want to go out there and punish people, man, because that's what he's been doing the last couple weeks. Every time he gets the ball, it's limited, but he's punishing people. And I also like how he's been protecting in the in the past game. He's been yep. he's come up big on some big clutch throws for Geno Smith. So good to see Charbonnet there. I, I love the kid out of UCLA. And the last matchup I want to look at, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett taking on this Panthers secondary. These two had a great bounce back performance in week two against the Lions. They combined for 14 receptions, 134 yards two touchdowns on 16 targets. Lockett always adding to the stat book every single week. His 47 touchdowns since 2018 ranked fifth in the NFL, and he's the only player in the league with at least eight receiving touchdowns in the last five seasons. Against the Lions, uh, Lockett recorded his 10th two-receiving touchdown game of his career, joining Steve Largent as the only two players in franchise history. So it goes without saying, if you're on a list with Steve Largent and it says y'all two, you're doing something well. So love to see you, Steve. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, is if Lockett has four more 1,000 yard seasons, he'll still be behind Steve Larson. And that's crazy. Think about when he did that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, anyway. No gloves. gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, Steve. Oh, that's why he's got the jacket, man. That's why he's got the jacket. (laughs) But between Lockett and DK, I love to see them show up against the Lions, and and they're facing the fourth-ranked passing defense in the NFL. Again, it's only two games, so I love I love to see how this matchup kind of works out. I mentioned it earlier how the line, the Panthers were a little hyped up in terms of their secondary coming into this season, so we'll see how they stack up without J.C. Horn, but they got some talented players over there. So we'll see what happens. They've not allowed a, a player to pick up 100 yards this season. They've only allowed one receiving touchdown, so we'll see, and hopefully that Get snapped coming to this weekend. But, Bump, we as we wrap up the show, let's tell everybody how the Seahawks can get a win on Sunday. Path to victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. All right, this is how they do it. 
All right, you have to build off of what you did last week. Show the world that your offense is for real and you can put up big yards in numbers. Now, defensively, this is going to be a, a tough ask, right? Yeah, uh, it it can be a tough ask if you do not control the run and if we see Andy Dalton. I can't believe I'm putting those two together. Oh, Stop the running, Andy Dalton, but it is what it is. For some reason, we struggle against backup quarterbacks, so uh, we'll see what happens there. But take care of the ball, man. And and I need a – we had a pick six last, last week. Yep. I need just I need, I need another pick. I'm not asking for a pick six. It's not going to be greedy. But give me another pick. Give me some more sacks and quarterback hits. I think we'll be all right. Oh, no question about it. Yeah, take the ball away. That's what this when this team takes the ball away, they win a lot of games. Look it up. Pete Carroll and the turnover margin. It means a lot in this program. So hopefully we can keep that going. And after, you know, obviously you mentioned it, keep stopping the run. Three weeks in a row, Bump. That's what I want to see. I want everyone to believe this is not a fluke. We're gonna get after that rookie quarterback. They have the worst pass offense in the NFL bump. We've got to make life hard yep. for him. Got to make life hard for him. It can't all be a fluke. He's coming into a tough stadium. It's going to be hard. You mentioned taking the ball away. They just need to keep doing it, man, and cover the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? Continue to do that. I'd love to see his passing numbers under 175. I'll say maybe they hit a play here and there. It's hard to keep people under 150 for three weeks in a row. But if we keep him under a 175 bump, I think it's going to be a big win for the Seahawks. He better not have his best day as a pro against the Hawks. Mm. it cannot happen. Let's get it done, boys. Protect the middle of the field. No more Puka Nakua nonsense. Um, big ups to Puka Dole. Respect what we're doing. Protect the house. I'm not used to losing that lumen. I don't like that feeling. I don't like it. So let's go one and all this week. For sure. You bet, Bump. Come see us postgame. Hopefully happy with a Seahawks victory on Sunday. Reminder, y'all, you can catch us anywhere. Seahawks.com, SiriusXM, Google Play, Apple Podcasts as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars on Apple. We appreciate the love. Also, if you're coming to the game this weekend, we are celebrating the 2013 Super Bowl championship team as they will be in attendance throughout the game doing some cool stuff. We might have someone stop by the set. Who knows? We'll see. You got to be there on Sunday in Touchdown City. We get going at 10 a.m. He's Michael Bumpus. I'm Nasa Chobi. Hopefully, we'll be talking to you guys on Monday about a Seahawks victory. Until then, we'll see you on Sunday.